Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Wild Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm good. How are you? Really good. We're doing this again on Saturday night here in December 2020. Coming to you taped, not live. <laughs> For episode 49 of The Long Finish, we're getting close to 50. It's exciting. Very exciting. Lots to talk about today. We're going to get into the bubbly season, sparkling wine season, festive season. We know this year has been tough. We know this year has been hard, exhausting, grueling. Let's celebrate because it's almost over. Let's celebrate because it's the season. Celebrate whatever reasons we have to be grateful. We're going to get into some champagne we're we'll talking about does size matter we talk about champagne and we have a couple of surprises in store for the episode so let's go ahead and get into it we're, we're starting with all things celebration for 2020 that's what we're doing so Catherine, what are we drinking tonight we are drinking the canard duchenne champagne brute cuvee leone let's celebrate yes and we should mention that we are actually drinking a half bottle of champagne tonight. That's right. And tell me the difference of a half bottle versus a split. So split is even smaller. Usually you only have bubbles in splits, but it's 187.5 milliliters and the half bottle is 375 milliliters and that's it's half bottle because it's half of a standard size bottle. As we said earlier, we're going to be talking about does size matter, why size matters in sparkling wine. We'll get into more of that in a bit, but we're here to be festive, here to celebrate. So let's talk about, Catherine, what's been going on in our life? What's been going on with us the past week? How have the kids been doing? We will say today was the definition of the long finish. Oh my gosh. Grueling day for Horrible. us. Horrible. I said in the middle of the day, Tug was doing some errands. I just went in my room and laid down with a blanket over my head. And I the came kids, home and like jumping on you. There's like, like you're like a I wanted to piece of roadkill or something. I know. I <laughs> was just like, can I take a personal day today, please? Yeah. What you I'm said was, sorry. I can't parent today. I <laughs> I can't parent today is what you whispered into my ear as they were jumping on top of you like slow motion. I uh, can't. Do, I couldn't do it. I just didn't have the patience. I was tired. I just was like. I don't want to do it today. Can I just take the day off? Yes. Our <laughs> our youngest, our two-year-old usually takes a nap. He's been, I don't want to say he's phasing out of a nap no, yet. We it's certainly like, hope not. It's, it seems like on the weekends, he will skip a nap either Saturday or Sunday just because he's so excited that we're all home. We're all doing something without him. And he's smiling when he walks it out of his room. It is unbelievable to watch the smile on his face of how proud he is. I'm trying to think of like a, it looks like Robin Williams is doing a bit or something. It's so uh, cute. He just walks Robin. out like with this grin. See what I did? Here Do I am. Do you see what I did? Here I am, guys. You know, and we try to ignore him and then he just, he's with us. So, and then he's just an absolute basket t- case by 4, 4.30. Yeah, I went to bed like 6.30. So we'll see. It's my night, my morning, I should say, to get up with these kids. So. Yes. I really hope that they sleep till 6 a.m. You got lucky. Our youngest did sleep to about 5.36 to the point where you were already up at 5 because you were just waiting for him to get up. I was just waiting for him. Yeah. So we're navigating all this stuff. Um, 
hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year we'll get some consistency in our sleep. You still look great, by the way. Even though we're not Aww. sleeping, you look great. That is so nice to say. Yes, I want to make sure that I stress that. I haven't looked at you at all, but no, I'm, uh, it's just so as fuzzy I'm when you look at me. Yeah, you like squints at me. Like, <laughs> is that still you? You're still here. So anyway, we push on with no sleep. I, but our oldest comes into our bed every night. We try to put him on the small. We've talked about in the past, like this little makeshift bed on the side. Doesn't want to go there because he just loves. He's like just wants warmth. It ends up sleeping, just sleeping on top of me like a like a dog. I, except I'm the dog, I guess, because he just lays on top of me and he just gets <laughs> he just curls was, up so cozy. And I'm like, this is, this is not fun. He does it to me too. And I was thinking the other night, I'm like, I wonder if he's gonna be, you know, married to somebody someday and doing this to them, you know, like. Because <laughs> we all know one of the happy parts of marriage is like getting a big enough bed where you don't have to sleep near someone. Like you don't want to touch somebody. <laughs> That's I mean, not true. Did for you ever everyone. go to someone's house? Did you ever go to? I went. I remember going to a friend's house when I was growing up, and he showed me his parents' bedroom. And his parents slept in like two beds. They yeah. slept in like twin beds or two doubles or yeah, whatever. My grandparents had that. Exactly. But I, for some reason, in my head as a kid, I was like, oh, these people don't like each other. They sleep in separate beds. In retrospect, I'm like, that's the, probably the best marriage of anyone of They've the families got it I grew up in. Yeah, exactly. That's the dream right there. Give me those little two, two doubles. <laughs> you know, back at like the Super 8 motel. Like, Give me two doubles, please. You don't want a queen or king? No, no, doubles, please. Anyway, so that's our sleeping conversation for the night. So much to be thankful for despite the craziness of 2020. And we want to touch on a couple things. And this is one of the reasons why we're drinking champagne. I will go first. I'm talking about the fact that I've been working on a show. You guys have heard about this in the past, but I want to elaborate for a couple minutes. On the show I created with my good friend, Tommy Dewey, it's called Now We're Talking. It's a show I made two seasons of for a network on that was once a Verizon company called Go90 that went under. We made two seasons of the show. Season two never premiered. It now is airing on the CW and CW Seed app. It's free. Produced it with LeBron James and Maverick Carter's company. The fact that it came out, the stress that I put on my wife, who listened to me complain and moan about the problems of getting the show out to the world. She is a true saint, so I want to say thank you. And it is out to the world. So if you have friends who love sports or you just want a good joke, some silliness, we are a Writers Guild Award-nominated duo, Tommy and myself. I will pat myself on the back for that and say, you know, so grateful I got to join the Writers Guild because of that. And now it's out in the wild. And we struggled so hard to get it out, so I will celebrate 2020 for that. Go check it out on the CW Seed or CW app on Apple TV, Roku, your phone, your computer, it's completely free. Hopefully we'll be on some streaming services soon. I'll keep you posted. But one of the proudest achievements of my career to show run, create, and star in the show with Warner Brothers and LeBron James and Mev Carter and all that stuff. So thank you, Catherine, for enduring that pain for a couple of years. I'm just so happy that it made it to the world. Me too. And Catherine's in it. Catherine, I have a cameo. Ca- Catherine plays the voice of my wife in season one. And she has a cameo as a person working in the restaurant industry in season two. And our, our, our oldest son is also in it. He plays my son, Tug Jr. It's all in the family. I want to be like Judd Apatow and get my kids in when I could. So grateful for that. But we also have some other news. And we're breaking it here. So, Catherine, do you want to do the honors of why we're grateful for the year 2020? Well, we're celebrating tonight because... We are having a third kid. 
Babies are coming. Should we be celebrating that, or are we are we are we mourning I our th- life? No, no, no. We've come around <laughs> to the celebration. Let, let's just let everyone know. Okay, so we went dark for a little while because Tug was working on hard on getting his show out, and because I was going to bed at seven thirty every night with the deep morning sickness of the first trimester. So it was a little hard to produce the podcast at that moment. And we were both just sort of like, oh my goodness, we're having another baby. Holy moly. So I know we've come around to the fact that this is going to be great. We're excited. We're expanding our family. It's just going to be wonderful. But you know, it's taken just just a little minute to get to this moment. And the reality is we've always been excited about the new arrival what we've been struggling with is sort of how to figure out how our life works. Yeah, the, and the yeah. timing is just sort of not no, no, not exactly what we planned. But that's 2020, right? Yeah, that's that's the beauty of life. So, but anyway, we are halfway there. Yep, baby's Four coming. Four and a-, a half months pregnant. April. The due date is Catherine's birthday, which should be interesting. Which that's is it. unique because your brother is born the day before. Uh, you, so you have those days surrounded. I'm covered. What were you most excited about this third person coming is, I think, the birthstone, correct? Yeah, baby. <laughs> April is diamond. Uh, so every for each child, Tug has given me a really special gift of... Yeah, because you know what? I've, I've, I've become victim to this thing that's been happening. I don't know when this happened of like push presence became a thing. It's not a victim. I think no, I'm not a victim. I'm, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to shower you with gifts beyond the kids that, that you push out of your own body. But the idea of a push present was new to me before we had kids. I don't think you hear about this until you become a at least as at least I'll say from the from the father's side. I don't know how many dads hear about push presents before it gets close to the pushing. Well, lucky for me, my OBGYN enlightened you. 100% and she let you know where to go to do that. A hundred percent. But anyway, you bought me these beautiful earrings with the birthstone of our first son. And then same sort of thing, similar earrings, but with the birthstone of Quinn. So really excited to get those diamonds. Ooh. We went off the grid, as Catherine alluded to, for about two months because of professional reasons, some personal reasons. We're back, you know, and in January, Catherine uh, and I are excited to talk to you about her experience now for the third time being a sommelier and working around wine while pregnant. We think that's a pretty interesting conversation. We'll bring out a bottle of non-alcoholic wine, perhaps, for people who are enjoying a dry January. I have a good one. Um, so stay tuned for that in the coming months. But you know what? Your boy here, I don't know why she does this, but people bring some wine to taste for the shop and I do the tasting. I do a lot of the tasting, and, but I don't have full confidence. I have about 90% confidence, and I will make sure that she tastes the wines that I approve. The hit rate's been pretty good. Pretty good. Right? You know, you've been helpful to me in discerning whether something is truly special or not, and sometimes I, just because, well, we'll get into this at some point, but my tasting is intellectual now. It's not for pleasure. That's right. So, yeah, moving on, we are expanding the family as everyone here who listens to the show knows, we're in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment in Santa Monica where we've lived happily for, I don't know, a dozen years. There may be a time where we need to expand, so we are exploring the possibility of some new neighborhoods, so stay tuned as we talk about those. I'm sure Zillow will be an inspiration for Catherine sometime soon because she's on that app. 
24 hours a day. It might be on my hit list. Things oh. I don't like. Yeah. Well, we need a new part of our show to talk about that. 2021 is just like, it's not positivity anymore. Yeah, right. It's the stuff we're mad at. <laughs> In the spirit of celebration and pregnancy, we are drinking for one. This is champagne for one. I'm doing the drinking tonight. Catherine will do some tasting. So I'm going to drink more champagne while we talk about, for a second, just briefly, this champagne and then talk about your thoughts on why size matters when it comes to sparkling wine. So what are we drinking again tonight? So this is the Canard Duchenne Champagne. It's a Brut. And this is the Cuvée Lyon. And this is a champagne house that they don't have their own vineyards. They source everything from sustainable, organic, biodynamic vineyards. Started in 1860. And it was kind of a famous love story between a barrel maker named Victor Canard. And he married a winemaker named Leonie Duchenne. And they made champagne together. The house is in Montagne de Rance. And it has this kind of, this particular bottle has a gold label. And in the back, like faintly, you can see kind of a, a crest here or some of this elaborate symbol. And in 1890, the son of the couple that founded this, Edmund, he secured a contract to be the official supplier for the Tsar of Russia. So that's the history of that crest there, which is kind of a that's cool, fun history there. Anyway, we're talking about champagne. Never um, a bad time to talk about champagne. Never a bad time to talk about champagne. This is a very traditional blend: Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, and this has ten grams of dosage, so just a little bit of sweetness here. And it's in a half bottle, which is three seventy-five milliliters. It's half of a standard size bottle. And size does matter in champagne, and I will say this is the least preferred size. Bigger is better with champagne. And the reason being that the bottle is a fermentation vessel, right? The second fermentation happens in the bottle. And in a smaller bottle, you have less wine to oxygen ratio. You have the same size opening, right? The same size cork, but you have less wine. So there's more oxygen in touch with the wine. The wine ages more quickly. So if you're going to get a half bottle like this, get something that's fresh, hasn't been sitting around, you know, a non-vintage cuvee, you would never get a vintage wine in a half bottle. That being said, a Magnum, which is double the size of a standard bottle, is fantastic because there's more wine and less oxygen. And some people say, you know, even bigger is better. And so after Magnum, you have double Magnum and then Jeroboam, Rehoboam, Methuselah, Salmanzar, Balthazar, Solomon, all these fun, you know, historic biblical kings. I don't know why they're, the bottle sizes were named, these names, but it's just kind of fun. Just for the sake of visual how do the ratios grow like is it 2x 4x kind of thing some of it so you start with the half bottle which is 375 milliliters then your standard is 750 the magnum twice that which is 1.5 liters double magnum three liters the jeroboam is 4.5 liters then the methuselah is six liters which is two double magnums and then you have nine liters which is the Salmons are. I maybe have seen a Methuselah before. That might be the biggest yeah. I've seen, but 
Size matters. It's what we say. I mean, so look, I actually think nostalgically about half bottles of wine because when you and I were first getting into wine, living in New York, we would drink half bottles of wine. Oh, that was perfect. And when we first moved here, oh yeah, I could remember. Just half bottle. Let's get a half, half bottle. I mean, it's sad that in our, you know, older years, half bottles is, <laughs> is nothing. Um, well, I think also there's just so much less available in half bottle. Yeah. I think half bottles are really fun because you're able to try something without committing to as much. So I love like at Casilla and Rustic Canyon, two of the restaurants in our group, they have extensive half bottle lists, which are really fun because you can do more food pairing. You know, you can start with a half bottle of sparkling, then get a half bottle of Riesling, then get a half bottle of red or, or however, you know, start with a cocktail, then get a half bottle. It's nice when you're dining to have a special dinner like that, to have the options, but it isn't the best in terms of like what's available out there because a lot of producers don't waste their time to make these small formats or a lot of people make magnums but they won't make that for all their cuvées you know they might just make it for some and then the larger larger formats it's just harder to come by they're expensive to make they're hard to sell and you mentioned Casilla and Rustic Canyon Rustic Canyon is where we got this wine so, yes, and it's available on their list. And As we mentioned last week, L.A. and a lot of Southern California and much of California is going through a, like a modified shelter in place, so restaurants are closed. One thing that is a cool opportunity is to look through some of these restaurants' wine lists for a half bottles of wine if you totally. want to try them. Casilla and Rustic have good half bottle lists. Yeah. That'd be fun. Especially if you just want to have a glass or your partner doesn't drink. Although, you know, in France they say a magnum is the perfect size when your wife doesn't drink. Hard to sell the magnums these days, though. Not everyone is living by that rule. Here. I'd be happy to drink a magnum right now, but this is what I'm <laughs> drinking tonight as my wife takes the night off from sipping and enjoying some wine. So we're going to talk about sparkling wine for the next couple weeks as we run into the holiday season and new year but questions i always ask you ask you the next couple weeks pairings on this wine sparkling wine and particularly champagne really go with anything and especially when it has 10 grams of dosage like this you can enjoy it which means residual sugar so it has some sweetness to it you can enjoy it without food you can enjoy it with food i love it with like salty fatty foods it's awesome with french fries it's great with fried chicken it's great with seafood it's great with oysters Really just about anything. I could just go for a flat iron steak with this champagne. That would work too. Buttered popcorn. Oysters, I think, are one of the number one things that I miss by not being a part of restaurants. I've seen people do it, come and shuck their own oysters, but like, part of the fun of going to restaurants is getting seafood and getting oysters so with restaurants not being where they are right now if you have a longing for seafood and oysters especially oysters and champagne perfect i will say the two things i think about this wine the word i learned from the long finish the perlage the bubbles of this are very soft softer bubbles so if that's something that you're into with sparkling wine looking for a softer bubble softer perlage in your champagne this is this might be one for you we mentioned i'll answer my own question that you can pick up this half bottle at Rustic Canyon and look at some of these restaurants and see where you can find a half bottle of wine to explore or experiment on something while they're having to go take out options at restaurants. So check that out. All right, now let's get into what's been inspiring us this week. Obviously, my wife's been inspiring me. She's having baby number three. We're up here at 1025 doing this podcast after an hour of screaming and crying. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Such a brutal day. Just a brutal, brutal day. But you know what? I'm in the process of writing a new script, a feature, and I think writing is very difficult, but I enjoy the process. I enjoy having written, as so many people have quoted. So I'm looking through first acts. I've revisited a few movies that I absolutely love, and Almost Famous from 1999, I want to say, was on recently. So I want to give a shout-out to Almost Famous and Cameron Crowe. Did you watch this show in the movie theaters? Definitely. This film, it's, film, it's so good. I loved it. I don't think I've seen Almost Famous in 15 years. So it's been such a pleasure to revisit and kind of watch the way Cameron Crowe structured this film. It's one of my all-time favorite films when I watched it at the time. But watching it again, I'm like gravitating towards new characters. Like, you know, when I was 20... I think it was like you know, whatever, 20 years old when I saw it the first time. You know, you're following the band. You're following the Kate Hudson character, Patrick Fugit character, the Billy Crudup character, Jason Lee. Now, I think I turned to you and I said, Frances McDormand is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. She was the mom in this, but she's probably like 35 or something. And I'm like, she's unbelievably stunning. And also, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, he, he, everyone knows how great he is in this role as Lester Bangs, but to kind of like revisit him and seeing how much fun he has with this role, it's just really a pleasure to go and and revisit this film in particular some other films that are near and dear to my heart Rushmore is another one of my all-time favorite films the squid and the whale of Noah Baumbach canon it's been really fun for me to kind of go back and look through some of these films that meant a lot to me when I was younger and say do they still hold up and why that's the thing I think is cool is not getting as wrapped up in the story but watching more of the mechanics and the structure and how they built it and developing a whole new appreciation for the movie and how it was made so that's it that's my inspiration for the week is cameron crow and almost famous and i'm excited to watch it again just kind of watch to say hey man that's a really cool way of building that story so that's me Catherine. what do you have i love that you're just have this new depth of appreciation for these old favorites. That's awesome. My inspiration is some somewhat the opposite. I have been inspired this week. Uh, we're a little behind on our binging over here, our TV binging, but we we're almost finished with Netflix, The Queen's Gambit. Have you all heard of it? I'm Have you all heard of the Queen's Gambit? I feel like no one's talking about oh, this please. show. Like my parents are ahead of us. My parents have watched it. So anyway, uh, we're behind the times, but it's been a true pleasure to just binge a show that's such good quality, a great story, great acting. I am not looking at the mechanics in any way. I'm purely enjoying it, and it's been so nice. And you want all of her clothes. I want all of her clothes. That's what you're watching for. You're saying you're not watching for the structure and the mechanics, but you're watching for the, the clothes and how yeah. to steal them. Some of the furniture, too. You know, the sets are great. <laughs> we have like one or two nice pieces of furniture in our house, and it's a mistake. No, kids just put crayons just on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we got to press pause on anything that we want to purchase. But I, too, agree. Queen's Gambit has been a lot of fun, mainly for us because, as we said in previous podcasts, everyone has experienced quarantine differently. Ours has just been a grind. Like, we haven't had a chance to watch any shows. This is really the first series that you and I have had an opportunity to watch in the past few months. The show is great, but also just the idea of, like, getting back into a story, I think, is really yeah, fun for both of exactly. us. exactly. And together. That's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, so I'm sure most of you have watched The Queen's Gambit. DM us at The Long Finish on Instagram or TLFPod on Twitter and let us know what you think of that show. All right, that's it. Episode 49 
Episode 49 is in the books. Thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to our show. If you have an opportunity to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. You know, if we've brought you any fun this year, it's an opportunity to give a gift back to us. We'd love to hear from you over at iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Got a couple more episodes to end the year, but you know what? I buried the lead. Who cares about my show? We're having a kid. Kid number three is coming coming in april so it's a boy did we mention that no we did not but it's another boy three boys so there you go thanks for coming along for the ride we should have lots of stories coming up over the next few months but until then Catherine, where can they find you and the long finish on social media you can find me at Catherine wild coker on instagram and facebook and you can find the long finish at the long finish on instagram and facebook you can find the long finish on twitter at tlf pod you can find me on twitter and instagram at tug coker thanks again for listening to the show hope everyone's staying safe being smart socially distancing wearing masks treating everyone with kindness and we'll be back here with an all new episode more sparkling wine coming up for episode 50 we're going to celebrate episode 50 next week with some champagne again until then everybody have a great week and happy drinking ciao